Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to the Barca Bloodgrounders podcast. My name is Josh. We are joined today to talk about the lethargic, the slow, the boring Barcelona football team. We're joined by Kevin Williams. Kevin, how are we doing today? Uh, fantastic. I uh, have just uh, come inside um, from laying down mulch, because that's what uh, suburban homeowners uh, do in April, lay down mulch. See, I would disagree with you. There, there's another option that suburban homeowners take, which is just ignore it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so let's let, speaking of ignoring things, uh, Barcelona are coming off their fourth straight loss, uh, three straight losses at home, uh, continually three straight losses at home that were like, I think, well, I guess the, the Europa League loss was three, two, but, uh, one nil after one nil just seems to be the case. The attack looks out of sorts. Uh, we were chatting before, and you made a, a, a Ferran Torres joke, which I didn't appreciate as, as, as someone who's just continually hopes that he will turn things around. Um, I think it's easy to to blame all this be on on not not blame, but to say without pages, Barcelona team is rudderless. But I think we saw signs of it before he even went out. Um, in your head, how do you make sense of this team when you know sixty days ago? I guess the last time we talked, probably like in yeah. mid February. Uh, it was 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, and now this team can't seem to do anything on the attack. Aubameyang looks out of sorts, Dembele, Ferran Torres, everything looks out of sorts. How do you make sense of it in your head? Um, a number of things. The first thing is tired legs, right? With no depth, the starters have to play and play and play and play and play. Uh, that's the uh, big thing. The reason that Dembele looks fresh is he just really came back. Um, so tired legs, um, uh, tired minds, right? I mean, they've been, first they had the first half of the season under the uh, square jaw Dutchman, and that was one sort of psychological beat down. Then they uh, really had to relearn uh, how to function. That's, uh, that's hard, right? And they weren't that resolute a group psychologically um, uh, prior to that. And then the main reason is they've lost that team cohesion, right? I mean, so during the run, you saw that everybody had everybody's back. When one uh, player lost a, a ball, there was a teammate. When a runner got loose, there was backup. 
you don't see that now. And that's also linked back to the tired legs thing. But I mean, the reality is, I mean, they're a tired, mentally damaged um, a team that was overperforming during the run. And so you could say that they have regressed uh, to normal. You don't forget that, you know, Kuhlman said this, this team isn't very good. And, and so Xavi came in and got that new manager bump and there's lots of energy and lots of buzz and you know, Pedri was fit and Gabi was uh, running around and the, the press was working and Busquets was just scooping up loose uh, 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 balls. And then a little bit of tired comes in and things aren't working as precisely. You're seeing Jordi Alba a lot more forward now, which is, is creating more space for Grandpa Busquets to ooze into. It's just, it's, a, it's this just domino of things that have cascaded into what we see, which is Xavi setting an unfortunate record for Barcelona a manager. Yeah, part of me feels like, and I, I think the poor form started a little bit before the knockout of the Europa League, but once you get knocked out of the Europa League, I think the reality you know sets in. Um, there's no trophies this year. Uh, and yeah, and the, the I, I think the uh, the participation trophy is getting top four, right? Like that's that's the that's the trophy for this club. That would have, I guess, if you win the Europa League, you get Champions League qualification, anyways. But regardless, right. right? Top four was all we ever hoped for when Xavi came in. That was that was the dream. I think they were like sitting seventh or eighth when he came in. Yeah, eighth. Um, eighth yeah, and that's still that's still the hope, right? Uh, you would they have somewhat of a cushion. I think it's like six points. Um, and you know, I think that becomes a little more worrisome again, based off the recent uh, run of results. But I would still say that's kind of the. I would view this year as a success if they just simply get top four at this point. Um, do you buy a lack of motivation as sort of the cause of this? No. No. Okay. Um, 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 not at all. I mean, so the weird thing is we're thinking top four is a given. I mean, look. When, if had someone told you when, when Kuhn left that this team would be sitting second in the table with what, five to play, six to play, you would have laughed your head off, right? So, I mean, I, I think that they're still overachieving. I mean, this is not a, this is not a very good football team. This is a Europa League team, right? And so I don't think there's a lack of motivation. I think that there is just I mean they're regressing to mean I mean they as I my last piece at the um, um, uh, 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 blog I cited the Dennis Green rant where he said of the uh, Chicago Bears they are who we thought they were right I mean this this team is exactly who we thought they were and that 14 match unbeaten run seduced us into thinking they were more than the sum of, I mean, look, you got a, a, other, a Jenner Window was, was a player who, I know people will argue with me, but if he was as good as people think he is, City would have kept him, right? I mean, and then you've got a, a Diamond Farrell, who is the 
exact player that uh, Luis Enrique um, uh, jettisoned into the sun. And then you got Obama Yang, who Arsenal was very happy to see the uh, uh, back of, and now we understand why. So when that's your January window, you'll get a little bump uh, by the enthusiasm of those uh, players, uh, but then they will always revert back to where they really are and where they really are is, you know, not a very good place right now. See, I, I think you're right. Um, like with perspective at the same time though, like the, the run of results was, they did, they did a couple things against really good teams, right? Like they, the Real Madrid thing was obviously somewhat of a fluke, right? Benzema wasn't there. They were just coming off a crazy, it was still a Classico, right? And then you had the win in Napoli. Uh, they beat Atletico Madrid, I believe. Yeah. Like there were there were results against good teams that, I don't know, like the run seems like it would have surpassed some sort of sugar rush of a new manager or some sugar rush of a transfer window. And that's why like the the sudden flip to the mean of, it feels like they're still playing a little bit beneath what they should be because I... I look at this La Liga, like the depth of La Liga kind of sucks, to be honest with you. And um, like Atletico and Sevilla, we've both seen them have their moments of greatness, but we've also seen both of them look like barely a top six team. And so it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to evaluate this Barcelona team still. I'm still very confused by them. I I don't actually know if they're just not all that talented, but I feel like I feel like they are kind of talented. And and yet at the same time, you know, with hindsight looking back at the run of good results and saying the words they were spurred on by Adama Traore and Aubameyang, you're like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that, that now it kind of makes sense because you're talking about two guys who, especially in Traore's case, uh, don't have consistent runs of greatness in them. They're they are solid footballers, but they are not uh prestige Barcelona footballers. And so what you're saying makes sense. It's just hard for me to come to grips with it because they won in Napoli and they won at Real Madrid. Like they had these dominating results and now I'm watching them lose 1-0 against poor teams. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but they were also mentally fresh. I mean, that 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 group was so energized, right? I mean, they were, you know, pressing like maniacs and every time an opposition a player got the uh, ball, you would see three Barcelona uh, players closing in, right? Now what do you see, right? The opposing player gets the ball, he takes, looks around and there's one player, you know, rushing over like, hey, who's gonna help me with this? Well, nobody. I mean, I, I think that you've got a, a tired, mentally fragile team. And I mean, I will also find anybody who doesn't uh, believe that the uh, four captains need a major rethink. You know, I think that you've got a, the spine of this team that has almost come to not accept failure, um, but understand that it's part of it's it's just uh, part of life. I mean, you look at, and I hate to say this, but I mean my. Heavens, Real Madrid, just losing doesn't occur to them, right? And so 
when you get late in matches and at stressful times, they, they never think, okay, this is going to happen. They think, okay, what can we do to make this not happen, right? And I think that um, Barcelona is fragile. They're just so fragile. I mean, they start on the front foot against uh, Napoli, on the front foot against Real, on the front foot against Atleti. Um, every time they get punched in the mouth first, they wilt, you know. I mean, really, the tie against Frankfurt would have uh, been over in Germany had they been able to finish. And so they could just finish at uh, Camp No. I mean, Cadiz, they gave up that goal and fell apart. I mean, Rio scored in the seventh minute, right? And so you had 80 three minutes and then 11 of injury time. I mean, and versus Rio, it's, it's just, I mean, there's right now the Xavi will be really happy to see the end of the season and he's hoping. I mean, look, the reality is that, uh, the Barcelona could lose every last one of his remaining matches. So you look at the schedule, they could lose every last one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um they they could. And how does that what are your expectations though? Like what do you think is going to happen? They will win half of them. Yeah. I think that they need to be top four. They need to make a check. Even if they aren't a, um, a Champions League squad, they need to be in Champions League. Yep. Right? Because A, the revenue, B, it's, I can't have Barcelona in the Premier Europa League. I mean, they, they need to be in Europe. But right now, they're Arsenal, right? They're looking to pay, um, pay for a stadium. Top four is a, a trophy. <laughs> and they're just not quite there. I mean, they're Arsenal right now. Yeah. And honestly, uh, I think second place flatters them. Like we've been talking about, I, like if you're talking about the scope of this La Liga season, they're the fourth best team, I think. And fifth. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fifth. If you want to say that. Um, and so talking about money, uh, let's turn our eyes forward a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, a presumed signee? Although I would argue in Barcelona's case, nothing is presumed. Uh, what does Kevin think of Andreas Christensen? I think he is a combination platter of Longley and Garcia, right? And, and, you know, I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to be bad, right? It will, it may turn out bad if they don't resolve the fullback question. I mean, let's not forget this is a, a team that is essentially has no fullbacks, right? They have a grandpa, they have a project, uh, they have a fullback who really wants, wants uh, to be a, a winger. 
and then they have um, a, a failure from Lamasina, right? So they have no fullbacks. And so when you have no fullbacks, then it doesn't matter who you have playing center back, they're gonna have a hard time. So I mean, I think if they can solve the fullback issue, then you have Christensen as your, I mean, my guess is that he sits uh, Garcia pretty quickly. And um, then you have PK, who will likely still be starting because then what are you going to do? So, I mean, I. It does not... hurt me that I was more excited for Christensen before it came out that Real Madrid were getting Rudiger, the better of the two Chelsea center backs. <laughs> that did hurt my feelings a little bit. But that's no shock. I mean, look, whenever. So, there were the Rudiger uh, rumors to Barcelona, um, but nobody took those. Seriously, because I mean, he's gonna cost money and nothing that that costs money will be within the realm of what Barcelona. Now, I mean, this, mind you, keeps in mind, they've got so many players they need to get rid of, so many. And few of them have value. And the one who does have value is leaving on a free, don't forget. So, Oh, we're going to talk about him because apparently they're sitting down again, but keep going. And and so you have all this flotsam that you have to hope someone wants. I mean, you've got, they'll probably be able to get 10, 12 million for Lovelay. Um, you get nothing uh, for Umtiti. You know, I, I can't think of anybody on the roster who would any kind of money so you're whoa what about market. aston villa's uh philippe coutinho oh coutinho yes i've made out of sight out of mind so yeah he will fetch money and then they will have a payment uh coming due from at Leti for french pedro um and so yeah they'll have some change but the reality is they're really going to be ham strong in the summer market, I don't know pun intended, um, by the fact that they have no money. And you, meanwhile, the premiership sides have all the money in the world. So that's that's going to be rough. We just need a little oil money. That's all we need. <laughs> Bring back that uh, uh, that Qatar Foundation sponsorship and let's party, right? Yeah, yeah. let's get it going. Um, why? <laughs> it is it just the sensationalism of Barcelona that links these Bayern Munich players to us constantly like in what world one would Bayern ever let Robert Lewandowski walk when they could get him for two more years that's all he's asking two more years three um well okay two on top of the one he already has yes. so okay. three more years um I, I don't think especially now that they're not getting the uh the, the Norwegian wonder kid um he is wait, he, he is Norwegian right yes Okay. Um, there's not a world where they let him go. So why why are Barcelona constantly apparently having secret meetings with Robert Lewandowski's agents? Is this just sensationalism from Lewandowski's camp, or is there actually any smoke to this? Um, it's 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 his camp leveraging a better deal from Bayern. Now this this but, but why does why do they think Barcelona has any credibility for leverage anymore? Are they need a nine and. They are still a, they're the most desperate big club right now. Right? And the, uh, the other issue, 
which I don't think many are considering is maybe where Bayern is right now, they're thinking now is the time for a revamp, right? Now is the time, I mean, they're gonna win league no matter what they do again next season. And so if you start thinking about what they need to be competitive in Europe, when you get kicked out of Champions League by Villarreal, that's a wake-up call. And so maybe they are thinking, and this is just me off the top of my, my dome, maybe they're thinking, it's, let's reboot. Let's lose some veterans. Let's rejigger the uh, template, and let's see what happens. That's another option. There may be smoke. No fire, maybe smoke. There may be smoke. Um, at the very least, they would still require probably 30 or 40 million to get him out. Oh, and 40. Start. Yeah. 40. And not counting his salary. Barcelona. Well, okay. I I say that seems ridiculous, but that's about how much Barcelona spent on Ferran Torres, right? What was it? it? Like 38? 55. Yes. 55? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's 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 move on. Um so the, the Barcelona player of uh well like you mentioned, the one guy who has value, Usman Dembele. So apparently uh they're sitting down to talk about contract stuff again. Um I feel like every time we chat there's a new angle to this. I don't know what the angle is. I know that when he gets playing time and he's not overworked, he's excellent. Um, he's great under Xavi, just like everyone kind of thought he would if you gave him time, which is just anyone with a brain who saw him play knew that. Um, why would Barcelona not resign him if he wants to stay, which apparently he does? So this is the weirdest thing I've seen at this um, uh, um, club in a long time, right? I mean, you have a player who by all hours readable, signs is happy, fully committed, um, very effective. He's being less effective now because Obama Yang has turned into a slug. But I mean, he's still, he's smarter on the ball. He's uh, taking better care of the ball. Each and every thing that his detractors have said Mandebele would be good, but he's done. And much of that is because he's been able to keep fit, right? So he wants to stay. I think that uh, Barcelona has this notion still of their salary structure. Mind you, let's not forget it was salary structure that you know, they were willing to shatter right when they were talking about uh, getting Holland. So I think the real uh, question right now is what value do they uh, place on Dembélé? And that's uh, the question that we'll only be able to answer in the next, I'd say month. If he's not renewed by the middle of May, Bye-bye, he's gone. Now, note that with, with Arujo, right? I mean, his side wanted six mil per, and Barcelona began with offering like three, three and a half. 
and they settled on five with incentives. My guess is that those incentives are like, uh, you know, don't um, wet the bed, you know, don't kick Shabby in the head, right? And there's your incentives, right? That's my guess. So, I mean, he will wind up getting pretty much what he was seeking. Last I heard, the uh, club was at eight and Dembele was at 10. So That's really close. It's really close. Mind you, his his agent said 10 is where we begin talking rather than we can talk about nine. So I think that, frankly, I don't think that Barcelona is being very smart. I think that you have your best port on the roster a unique uh, player in world football, a useful uh, player, particularly if you're talking about uh, getting a proper nine, um, a player who will be amazing when Fati comes back. I mean, it's, it's, it's madness to let him go. And if you have to flex your salary structure, you flex it, right? Because you, there's no replacement for him right now in world football. And his attractors will say, yeah, there is, you know, they'll cite, um, uh, they'll say spend more time with uh, uh, Dama. They'll say Rafinha at Leeds because they've never really watched, um, you know, dark skin uh, winger. Yeah, him, right? I mean, there is no replacement for Dembele. But dot, 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 when he's fit, right? He's kept fit. Um, and when he's fit and able to work in, uh, he's a baller, right? And so I think that the, the club is nervous about making a longer term commitment right? with that sort of money to a player who is frankly, one bad step away from sitting down for six months. Yeah. Um, all right, let's stop talking about Barcelona for a minute. Before we go, let's talk about the Champions League because there were a couple of excellent matches this yes. week. Uh, let's just start off with, pro I mean, I say less interesting. They were both great. Uh, Villarreal yeah. almost did it. It felt like they were... They were, they were doing the thing. Their fans were basically taunting Liverpool for 45 minutes. It was going as planned. Liverpool had chance after chance after chance, couldn't convert anything. And then the own goal slips in, and then Sadio Mane does the Sadio Mane thing, and it's 2-0. Uh, for 45 minutes, did you actually think, wow, Villarreal might actually hold this no. team to nothing? No, because, um, uh, because Thiago was too good. Um, he, I mean, you, you can't. When you have a midfielder like that, right, then scoring goals only a matter of time. And Mane, Salah, it's just, they're too good. Now, what, what they needed was luck. They needed for Liverpool to forget how to football, like uh, Bayern did. Uh, they didn't get that luck, right? And so the first, so if they get away with 1-0, they have a shot with the oft 
Gimpy Moreno back fit, right, for as long as he stays fit this season. One zero, they have a shot. Two zero, no, they're they're done. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool never looked out of sorts. They no. always just kind of looked like they were just doing the. They just looked like they were inevitably going to score four or yeah, five. They had, a, I mean, I don't even know how many shots on goal they had. They're, they're, and and, and they're so likable too. I hate it, but like, yes. there's every time I watch a Liverpool match, I just want them to win. <laughs> every time. Well, they're, um, they're not Real. Uh, they're not a petrol club. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, that's literally it, right? What you just described is why they're like, well, plus Jurgen Klopp's great. I mean, who, you know, nobody hates Jurgen yes. Klopp unless you're Pep Guardiola. Let's talk about the battle of the dislikables. Um, I mean, oh, speaking of like, it was such a good match. And it was just like the fact, I mean, Real Madrid just had these like individual moments of greatness when City are so much better than them, so much better than them. And it's just like, it didn't matter because Vinny did his thing, Benzema did his thing, and they have a shot going back home, which is like you... City has to be, yeah, City has to be a little terrified because you only go to the Bernabeu up one goal and that that's horrifying. Well, and I mean, you're counting on them. I mean, don't forget that they were really, really awful that match, right? I mean, it was a, a, a good match, um, but I think Andy West said it best. He was like, they were terrible. And so you're you're counting on that happening for a second time in their house with a Casemiro back. And you know, and he adds so much. Don't forget that City dominated that midfield. Right. And you got, you know, uh, you got old man Tony losing round back there with with Casemiro back that changes. So I think that City is nervous, right? Because I mean, look, that 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 Benzema goal was absurd. It was absurd. I mean, someone said the the X G was like 0.031. It was just basically it's an impossible goal. And he scores impossible um, goals. I mean at home, they're a very different Team and I, it, it would not shock me if they even uh, if they eliminated City. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty clear at this point. Like the two best teams in the world are Liverpool and Manchester City. Whether or not we see both of those teams in the Champions League final remains to be seen. Because, like you talked about earlier, like Real Madrid just always they never feel like they're defeated, and it's as annoying as it is with how. I mean, this isn't a talented Real Madrid side oh. compared to past Real Madrid sides. Like, their defense is weak. Tony Cruz looks like a step away from retirement, which is very strange. Uh, the only players that show up seem to be Benzema, Modric, yeah. and Vinny. And and Thibaut does a decent job. Like, Courtois does his thing sometimes. It's just like... And the fact that they're competing with this Manchester City team is ridiculous. Um, a team that, you know... I mean, they were missing Benzema from El Clasico, and they got Mendy destroyed also. by what well, we just spent. Yeah, and, and yes, Mendy as well. It, it got destroyed by a team we just talked about looking like a mid-table Liga team. So they are confusing, and yet if they win the Champions League this year, it wouldn't be all that weird, which is just un, like unbelievable to say if this Real Madrid team can somehow pull off no, the double. No, it's maddening. I mean, and the really frustrating 
frustrating thing is when you look at the uh, players they're linked. They're Rudiger and Mbappe are coming in. That's going to be fun. Well, you know, so whether 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 Mbappe stays one more season at PSG for all the money in the world or not, yeah, he's going there. And they have apparently have locked down Chomeni for $55 million, not coincidentally the same amount that Barcelona paid for Torres. Um, so suddenly their midfield becomes um, uh, Kamavinga, Chomeni. Yeah, um, uh, My Lord, that's insane, right? And then you've got um, uh, Bappe on the wing. My guess is they'll make Vinny switch sides, or I don't know what you do with him. You've got another um, a couple seasons out of uh, Benzema. I mean, they could resume next season not missing a beat while Barcelona will still be rebuilding. All right. Well, that was a fun way to end things. Um, <laughs> Call me sunshine. Kevin, it is, it is always great to talk to you, and we will chat again soon, okay? Yes, absolutely, Josh.